episode 105, What You Want. Welcome to the First Year Married Podcast, where we get real about building the marriage of your dreams. I'm marriage coach Kayla Levin, and I take newly married and engaged women from anxious and insecure to confident and connected through practical tips, real-life inspiration, and more than a little self-awareness along the way. Hey, friends. Okay, I am recording this one the second time because the first time... My mic wasn't working and I sounded like I was in a metal box and you all deserve more than that. <laughs> we won't have that for you. I love this. It's been a couple of days since I recorded the first time I've been able to think this over more and I am even more excited about these concepts. I think this is going to be super helpful for you guys and I want you to use this one, whether you need to write down a couple of notes as you're listening or just little reminders for yourself. This is something that I've spoken to a lot of you about that I think this is going to, oh my gosh, it's good. It's good stuff. I'm so excited to share it with you. Okay. We're going to talk about two main concepts today. Okay. So number one is what you want versus what you need and how sometimes we misuse what we need because we are struggling to claim what we want and how it's so much more fun to just go for what you want. And I want to talk to you about that. That's what I want to do. <laughs> okay. So that's what I'm going to talk about first, but some of you are already like the super serious types and you're, you're worried that this is going to be just all about, like, I get to do whatever I want and you shouldn't just do what you want. You should do what's important. So I'm going to, part two is for you. You got to listen to part one first, cause that's going to get you there. But part two also for, for all of us is redefining the concept of want, why we dismiss the idea of what we want so quickly and how we can connect to it in a way that's going to be super powerful for us and for how we show up for the people in our lives. Okay, so the first thing I wanted to talk about with you guys is like this concept of misusing want versus need. And what I mean by that is that so many times we get caught up in trying to justify our way into what we want. You guys, you can think of that energy of like, I need to justify this, like this is serious. And the way we do that is by making the want a need. So I want you to tell me if this pattern sounds familiar to you, yeah? Yeah. You're in a situation that you want to get out of. You had offered to take care of someone's kid. You realize you bit off more than you can chew. You don't feel like you can do this, right? Or let's say you have some kind of work obligation and it's really not part of your basic job description and you had offered to do it, but now you kind of really would rather not. So what happens is that getting out of that obligation feels kind of icky, right? So why does it feel icky? Well, it feels icky because of what your brain is thinking, right? So what is your brain thinking? Maybe that you'll be letting some people down. Maybe that someone's going to be kind of shocked by your decision or disappointed, right? We're very focused on kind of like how people are going to react. And, and so then we feel like really just kind of gross about this whole getting out of the situation. So what happens is that as we are hesitating and making the decision, because, you know, icky, our brain really wants out. So what it does is it starts to draw up this case about how completely terrible the situation is. And, and if you can convince yourself and preferably everyone within earshot that the situation really is terrible, well, then you could go, right? Like this is what your brain is kind of doing. It's like, we need, it needs to be impossible to stay. And then that negativity will over 
overcome or, or be more than the negativity of disappointing someone and then whatever, I'm just going to have to do it. So what we do is we spend all this mental and emotional energy building up this case for how terrible the situation is to quote unquote, allow ourselves to leave it right now. Obviously I'm talking here, not about things that are like a moral obligation or a serious commitment, but sometimes we're like really intense about commitments that maybe aren't that serious. For instance, most jobs you're allowed to leave when it's time to quit, right? That's not a moral obligation. That's not letting people down. That's like the normal way that jobs work. I say this example because it I couldn't see that when I was working as an employee. That was very hard for me to see that that was the reality that like the contract literally says you can leave when you want to leave, right? And so what I would do is this whole process. I would like build up this whole case about how unbearable the job was if I wanted to quit the job. So what I'm suggesting here is that the whole, this whole emotional and mental roller coaster is like actually totally unnecessary, right? And it's all coming from this idea that if I want it, that's not really enough. And that, you know, I, it, there needs to be more going on here. And what I want to just remind us, myself included, is that really we get to choose what we want to do pretty much in life, right? And I don't mean want, and we'll get into this in part two, I don't mean want in terms of like giving ourselves like a nice, cushy, soft, emotional experience where we never do anything difficult or we never have grit and we never stick through something that's hard. But what I mean is that when you get connected to what you want and you don't go through this whole process of making yourself have to need it to justify what you want, it's a much cleaner and more powerful energy to be coming from. And you've probably all Either you are these people or you know these people that are very clear on what they want and they just pursue it without a lot of drama, right? I would be curious how many examples come up for you that are men versus women and kind of like would I would totally geek out on like socialization and all that <laughs> behind that. But this is a one-way conversation for now. So you guys could just send me some messages and let me know. But my point being, regardless of gender and socialization, is that we can clean this up for ourselves. If you see yourself starting to build this whole case that something is intolerable, I want you to just step back and say, if I could just do what I wanted to do or what felt right to me in the situation, what would I choose to do? And then instead of sort of wasting your reserves on, on the justification what if you just do it and let yourself feel those uncomfortable feelings? A little bit on the flip side of this, this is still this want-need dynamic, but it's a little bit flipped, is this training program that I'm in right now. So I'm doing the Life Coach School certification. I had done some work with them a couple of years ago, I think like five years ago, and now I'm doing the official certification, which has been, it's been basically on my radar as something that I wanted to pursue since five years ago when I did this sort of mini training with Brooke in person. For many years, I was stuck in a place of, I need it, right? Even though I had another certification and I was working and my clients were seeing results, I felt like I needed this certification. And I had a lot of reasons for that. It was mostly like because I get really 
nervous about like intellectual property. And, you know, there's certain rules about what things you can say if you're certified versus what you can use if you're not. And I, I'm very like, <laughs> I'd like to give everyone, you know, like a, a source sheet for like every <laughs> class that I give. Right. So, so I like really like, I need this because I can't really use any of this material. And even though like she literally told me in person how I could use it at like, it doesn't matter. This is what my brain was doing, right? I need it. I need it. I need it. I need it because I'm not going to be a good enough coach. I need it because, you know, it's the only way for me to improve. It's the only way for me to grow my business. Need, 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 which as you can imagine, put me in like a yucky place in terms of my relationship with my business and what I was growing. It wasn't until I actually had a coaching session where it, I was the client, where it was pointed out to me that maybe this was not the energy that I wanted when I go to enroll in certification. Like if I'm going to go and enroll in certification, do I want to be doing that because I feel like I need it? That's when I started to realize that all of that thinking was totally optional. I thought that was just the case, right? That was just true. But then I started to realize, wait a second. I don't need the certification. And I went on and I built my business without it. Okay. That I needed to, I, I needed, <laughs> it was very powerful for me to do that, to build my business without the certification, to show myself that this wasn't a need. And then after I showed myself it wasn't a need and I, I sat with it and I was with it and I was okay without it. I moved into a place of wanting it. And that was so much more fun. And it was so much more powerful. When I think of the way that I show up to my classes and my peer coaching and my certification requirements and everything that I'm doing towards this, from the energy of how much I want it, how much I want to just keep honing my craft for the rest of my life, to just constantly be becoming a better coach, Versus the energy I would have had if it was like, oh, I need this. I need to meet the requirements. I need to get my certification. I'm getting so much more out of the program this way. Obviously, I'm giving you this as an example, right? So for you to extend this, like what is the thing that you feel like you need or maybe working on cleaning up that energy of needing it might actually help you shift into a place of wanting it. And how would you be approaching this situation or this thing that you want or need differently if you allowed yourself to just want it. I also find that when I come from a place of what I want, when I allow myself to think about what I want, because to be honest, a lot of people, we, sometimes we just have trouble even figuring out what that is. Like our brain just draws a blank. I don't even know what I want. I'm just trying to survive here, right? Or I'm so busy with what everyone else needs. How could I think about what I want? So it's a, it's a practice. It's a bit of an exercise. But when I do come from that place, I make much more exciting decisions about my life for myself and for those around me. And it takes a little bit of, of consciousness and of focus to start to get in touch with that, that voice inside of you that is, is expressing what you want, right? And if it's not there right now, I want to just say that that's okay. Leave a little attention for it in case it pops up. You might just start to notice it in really quiet, small ways, like, no, I think I, I, I do want to get the chocolate instead of the vanilla. Okay, great. I know what I want, right? And then when it just becomes a little bit more like, no, I, I, would, I want to get that shirt, not that shirt. And then I, these, I know these are like small, small things, but then you might notice I want to go for a walk this afternoon. I want to, whatever the thing is, right? The things will, it will grow. It's almost like the voice becomes bolder 
as it sees that you're willing to listen. All right, so that's number one. I, I get excited thinking about the transformation that I see in women when they start to listen to that voice because what you want really isn't what other people want, right? You would probably don't want something that there's like a competition for, but you feel like it because it's something you want so much. I remember when for a little while I was teaching like a, a career prep course in the local high school and I noticed that all the girls felt like what they wanted to do was the most competitive field, even if there wasn't actual data that it was competitive. Why? Because it's the field that they were starting to notice. It's the field where they were starting to see there's expertise out there. It's the field where they were starting to see there's some kind of barometer for success, right? And that's what we do is we want something and we start to see it and, and we like, but the truth is that, you know, one girl wants to be an interior designer. Another girl has absolutely no interest in that. So she should totally go and want that, right? And when she wants it, she's going to create a business in such a powerful way. Okay, now I think part two of this conversation is really important, and this has come from a lot of calls with my very highly self-aware, growing, focused clients. I mean, really, all my clients are extremely self-aware, so it makes this work pretty awesome. But part two is, is this concept of what you have to do versus what you want to do. This is more a conversation about the language that we use in our head. Now, obviously the first one is language also, but I, I almost connect to it more in terms of energy, what you need versus what you want and starting to listen to what you want and not using need as an excuse, but just allowing yourself to do something because you want to do it. The part two of this conversation is the way we talk to ourselves about the things we are doing in our life. And this is going to help a lot more with those things that you're doing that are hard, right? Those of you who are waking up in the middle of the night to feed the baby, those of you who are maybe sending your husband out to learn, even though you really would like to have his help, but this is a goal that you have together as a team. Those of you who are waking up early and going to bed late and up late studying because you are in the middle of grad school or you know, getting your doctorate or whatever it is, and you need that extra time. And this is a goal for you. And it's hard. What we do so often when we're in a situation where we are, we're in the hustle, right? We've got something, whether it's hustling for a baby or hustling for spiritual goals or hustling for career or financial goals is we start to describe things as what you have to do, right? I have to take care of the baby. I have to, I have to let him go out. I have to deal with everything on my own. I have to stay up late tonight. I really need to get ready for this test, okay? And what I would like for you to play with, now, I don't think this, this is not a rule. This is not something I would say, like, you have to switch your language 100%, but just play with it enough to open up your mind, which is that you actually don't have to do any of those things. Like, I, I find that there are a couple phrases that really I've never seen to be helpful in my client's thought work. One is anything to do with should or shouldn't, and the other is have to. Have to is shoulds, shouldn'ts, can'ts also. Can'ts, they, it's almost like it's like a short circuit. <laughs> it's like the brain doesn't even know what to do with it. I have to do this. I have to clean the kitchen. I have to stay up. I have to clock more hours at work. But I want you to notice is that these are actually decisions that you're making. And what you lose when you start to raise everything is this is what I have to do first of all because it's just like creates a really drudgy energy for most of us but second of all is you lose the claim to all the mini decisions that you're making in the realization of this dream that you have I have to let him go out to learn 
It's not true. You don't have to. You're choosing to do it right now. What I recommend is to start describing this as what you want to do. Because we start to think of want in a very fluffy, light way. What do I want? Oh, I don't know. I want like, you know, some iced coffee. No. What do you want? You want a home that's built on certain foundations. You want a marriage that connects in a certain way. You want to raise children a certain way. You want a certain kind of career path. You want a certain kind of financial stability. You want those things. And you don't have to stick to your budget to achieve financial security, but you might want to. You might want to stay up late taking care of the baby. And even in the moment that it's hard, I want you to start connecting the word want to all these micro decisions that you're, that you're making in the realization of your dream. Because what it's going to do is it's going to be really powerful in starting to bring in, first of all, ownership of what you're doing, pride in all of those decisions that you're making. When you say, I have to do it, you, you give away all of the control of the choice. You give away all of the of the brownie points, <laughs> your sticker chart. Where's your sticker chart? You had to do it anyway, right? And I want you to realize you want to do those things, right? Because I want you to claim that for yourself. But also, maybe even more so, I want you to start to sort of develop this deeper relationship with the word want, right? As I said in the first part, talking about what you want as in listening to that that voice inside of you that maybe isn't even really quite so loud anymore, right? First, we all had it when we were seven, right? No question. When you were like five, six, seven, what do you want to do? I want to play with my dolls. Leave me alone. <laughs> what do you want to do? Go on my bike right now, yeah? We knew what we wanted, and so we lost it a little bit. It's okay. It comes back. We just listen. But I also want you to start to to use the word want here with your with these, these decisions that you make to realize your goals, because I want you to see how powerful what you want is. What you want isn't superficial and shallow. And so you're going to stop dismissing your wants as superficial and shallow when you start connecting your wants to all the things that you do that are a bit hard because you have a bigger dream in mind. Does that make sense? If I only use the word want when I'm picking an ice cream flavor, which again, it's an okay place to start, but we got to get past that, right? That's the only time that I use the word want when I say to myself, wait, I want to try this new business idea. I want to try for another baby. I want to go for this new program to improve my marriage, which is the mastermind. That's what you should be signing up for. Um, <laughs> when you have this connection to what you want that is powerful and deep and connected to, to real meaningful goals and dreams that you have for yourself, then when it comes up, you can't dismiss it. Because what you also want to do is stay up late with the baby, even though your body is aching and all you want is your pillow. But you want to be taking care of that child right now. And when, yeah, right now, I, all I can imagine is just my husband come, staying home and just spending time with him and it would be so lovely. But what I want is to support this goal that he has in his learning. I want to encourage him to go out, right? Or I really wish I could just go to sleep right now. I really wish I could go out with my friends who are going out. 
I really wish I could just go on a date with my husband or go away for the weekend, but I have this huge exam coming up. So what I really want right now is to do well on that exam, which means I actually want to stay home. I actually want to study for the exam. Right? So we have to catch ourselves when we're in this place of like, I don't want to do this. <laughs> I have to, right? That energy. And the first thing that I just say to myself is like, but you don't have to. Totally don't have to. Right now, I've got all my kids home. Schools are closed because of lockdown. Sometimes my brain wants to tell me I have to take care of these kids all day long. I have to intervene when they start to fight with each other. I have to, you know, keep them occupied. I have to take them to the park. It's not true. I don't have to do any of it. Would there be consequences? Of course, at some point there's consequences. But I'm not doing any of this because of what I have to do. I'm not doing any of this because of fear of a consequence. I'm doing everything I do for my children because of what I want to do for them. I, I also catch myself on this one with cooking Shabbos, right? Like every time it's time to cook Shabbos, I'm like, I don't want it right now. I just want to go to bed. It's not true. It's a lie. So I have to stop myself. You don't, if you don't want to, don't do it. I'm like, no, but I want Shabbos. I want a beautiful Shabbos. I want nice food on the table that I'm excited to eat and share with my family. Oh, so you want to cook for Shabbos? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so let's cook for Shabbos. There's a little peek inside my brain. Okay, my friends, so this is all about what you want. Number one, starting to listen to that voice, not to dismiss this idea of what you want, not needing to justify everything by, by needs, but allowing yourself to start to listen to wants. I think this is why, by the way, I should have said this earlier. I think this is why, by the way, we start to justify things with this need. We start to pack on this whole argument that we need it, like we need to get out of a situation or we need to do the thing. Because we know we're not going to listen to the want. We don't think it's enough, right? So we have to like dramatize it with this whole need situation. But when you start listening to your wants, you're not going to need to do that anymore. And then part two, just catching yourself when you're in the have tos and getting yourself back into the want to. It's going to really, really deepen your relationship with what you want. It's going to show you that what you want is something that you actually really respect and are proud of. That's going to change your entire self-image. It's kind of cool stuff. I'm really excited for you to do this. I'm really excited to hear from you guys when you tell me about it. So you should tell me about it. If you're like one of those people who's been on the fence, like, I don't know if she actually means it. I really mean it. Kayla at firstyoumarried.com. I love hearing from you. All right, my friends, have an amazing, amazing week. Do something you want. See you back here next week. Bye-bye. 